Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of seborrheic dermatitis from the dermatology section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a clinical snapshot. A one-week-old infant is brought to his pediatrician for a skin concern. His mom complains of a strange, scaly rash on his scalp. No matter how much she washes it, the flakes come back. She wants to know what she can do about it. This is a case of seborrheic dermatitis. Let's now get into the topic. Let's start with a brief introduction about this topic. Seborrheic dermatitis is a common, chronic, inflammatory skin disease. It is associated with Malassezia furfur, formerly known as Pitarosporum ovale. This condition involves the scalp and eyebrows. It is also known as dandruff in adults and cradle cap in infants. This condition is more severe in patients with neurologic disease, such as traumatic brain injury, Parkinson's disease, and stroke. It is also more severe in HIV patients. Let's now discuss the clinical presentation, including symptoms and physical exam findings of seborrheic dermatitis. Symptoms include, quote, dandruff in the hair and face. It also involves burning, itchiness, and scaling. On physical exam, you would notice scaly, greasy, flaky skin on the scalp margins and face. The flakiness is due to the dandruff. Note that this condition can be erythematous. Let's now discuss the diagnostic evaluation of seborrheic dermatitis. The diagnosis is made by a clinical history and exam. A skin biopsy is typically not necessary. One can also do a KOH prep to rule out fungal infection if resistant or if there is suspicion for other fungal infections. In terms of a differential diagnosis, the two main differentials to consider are fungal infections and acne rosacea. Let's now discuss the treatment of seborrheic dermatitis. Medical management involves low-potency topical steroids, for example hydrocortisone, topical antifungals, selenium or zinc pyrithione or tar shampoo. Let's now discuss the prognosis, prevention, and complications of seborrheic dermatitis. In terms of the prognosis, most infections respond well to therapy. It may recur, especially in immunocompromised individuals. With respect to prevention, shampoos mentioned above work well if used properly. Note that good skin hygiene is also important. With respect to complications, this condition can become secondarily infected with bacterial, fungal, or viral agents. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over one question to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. A one-month-old male infant is brought to his pediatrician by his mother who is concerned about the baby's skin. She noted a yellow-white residue on the baby's scalp approximately one week ago that has not improved. She has tried baby shampoo, baby oil, and petroleum jelly. The baby was born at 35 weeks gestation and spent one day in the NICU for respiratory distress. His family history is notable for psoriasis in his father and eczema in his mother. His height and weight are in the 30th and 35th percentiles, respectively. On exam, the child is sleeping and appears adequately nourished. A notable exam finding shows scaly and flaky rash on the scalp margins. Which of the following is the first-line treatment for this child's condition? 1. Oral ketoconazole 2. 
oral prednisone, three, oral terbinafine, four, topical griseofulvin, or five, topical hydrocortisone. And the correct answer choice is answer choice five, topical hydrocortisone. The child in this vignette presents with a scaly rash on his scalp suggestive of seborrheic dermatitis. The first-line treatment for seborrheic dermatitis is low-potency topical steroids. Remember, seborrheic dermatitis is a common chronic inflammatory skin condition frequently involving the scalp and eyebrows. It is colloquially referred to as dandruff in adults and cradle cap in infants. Although it can be associated with fungal infections and may require a potassium hydroxide or KOH prep to rule out fungal infection, treatment initially involves shampoo, baby oil, or mineral oil, followed by a light brushing. If this fails, treatment typically involves low-potency topical steroids, for example hydrocortisone. Shampoo with ketoconazole, an antifungal medication, may also be used. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1. Oral ketoconazole is an antifungal medication that is used to treat several fungal infections including coccidioides, histoplasma, blastomyces, and candida albicans. Answer choice 2. Oral steroids such as prednisone should be avoided in the treatment of seborrheic dermatitis given their systemic effects and the efficacy of topical medications with less systemic absorption. Answer choice 3. Oral terbinafine is an antifungal medication that is the first-line treatment for tinea capitis, a superficial fungal infection of the scalp that presents with patchy alopecia. And finally, answer choice 4, topical griseofulvin is an antifungal medication that is the first-line treatment for tinea corporis and tinea pedis, which are superficial fungal infections of the body and feet, respectively. In summary, seborrheic dermatitis in infants, or cradle cap, is typically treated with low-potency topical steroids. And that's all for this review about seborrheic dermatitis. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.